In June of 2021, Unilever acquired Paula's Choice, a skincare brand, for $2.2 billion. In April of 2023, about two years later, L'Oreal acquired Aesop, another skincare brand, for $2.5 billion. In August of 2023, not long after, Elf Beauty, the public company, acquired the TikTok viral skincare brand Natorium for $355 million. So if you were to build any brand during the past few years, and really likely for the next few years, skincare has proven to be a hot market for huge valuations and growth. So in the previous episode, we discussed how to determine if your current market, if you own an e-commerce business, the current one or ones that you're in, how to find out if those are any good, or if you're considering launching into a new market, how to find out if that market is growing or not. So being in a growing market, to remind you, is more important than almost anything else. And so I gave a few Warren Buffett quotes in the last episode. One was about being in a market or a business that has tailwinds, which makes your life so much easier, being in a growing market, for example, rather than headwinds. So if you're doing e-commerce, you already have tailwinds because e-commerce itself is growing year after year after year, and it's probably going to keep doing that for at least the next 10 years or so. So you're in a good broader market, but how do you find a niche within that market that is growing even faster? And so that's what this is all about. So the big assumption for the last episode was number one, you already sell in a certain market that you needed to evaluate, or number two, you already know a market that you're interested in. But how do you find these growing markets from scratch? What if you don't know what market you want to enter? Or maybe you have a market that you're in now that's not growing, and you're like, I need to kind of pivot and do something else. Uh, How do you find one that is growing? Well, the cool thing is, if you listen to the last episode, which I highly recommend you go back and listen to that if you're, if you're listening to this one right now, is you basically do the same strategies I taught in the last episode to evaluate a market, but in reverse order. So to kind of go through this process, strategy number one to find good markets is to look for examples of businesses that are winning. Um, I gave the example in the last episode about greens powder. And the way I found out about greens powder as a potential good market is I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear athletic greens being advertised on all of them. And so it must be a good, uh, at least one company is winning. And so the next step would be to do the other parts that I'm talking about here that I'll talk about the other two strategies. But that is a jumping off point because they're running so many ads. They either have to be producing a lot of sales to cover the cost of those ads or somebody had to give them a ton of money to be able to afford those ads. Either one is kind of a good sign for a potentially good market. So if you hear and see examples of businesses that are winning, such as tons of ads on Facebook, tons of ads on Google, tons of ads on YouTube, um, podcasts, even lots of organic TikTok content, lots of influencers and creators creating content for those businesses because they're probably being incentivized to do so. Those are all good signs. Take mental notes, and I recommend taking physical notes, either on your computer or on a notepad, of these businesses you hear again and again and again because those are probably indicative of good opportunities. You know, one of the kind of cool hacks or tricks here is that a lot of times us as humans, we think that, oh, we have to invent something new or we have to be the first to market. Not true at all. Almost all the biggest businesses on the planet today were not the first to market. Facebook wasn't the first social media platform. Google wasn't the first search engine. And we can rattle off a hundred more examples like that. You don't have to be first. If somebody's doing really well in a space, like say, I don't know Athletic Green's revenue, but say for example, their revenue is like $200 million a year or something. If you built a business 
with just 1% of that, that's still a $2 million a year business, which is not bad. 10% of that, that's a $20 million a year business, which is pretty good. And so just because somebody's winning doesn't mean that you can't win in there also. So look for these examples of businesses that are winning in various spaces, and you hear lots of ads or see lots of ads on a lot of different platforms. Also looking for brands that are growing really quickly. You see them constantly pumping out content, constantly pumping out lots of new products. Those are also good signs. And the next step is to look for products on Amazon doing well. And so the second step is to look for Amazon sales trends. Because even if you don't eventually want to sell on Amazon, which I don't recommend you build your whole business dependent on Amazon today, still a good place to sell, but you don't want it being the core of your business. You want the core of your business on the platform that you control and the best online platform or online software tool to create an e-commerce website today is Shopify. So you might as well use Shopify. That should be the core of your business. Amazon should be complementary to what you have going on on Shopify. And so the next step is to literally just Google Amazon bestsellers. This is the easiest way I found to get to this page. And then you'll find a little link. If you click the first one, it'll take you to a certain page on Amazon where you can see the top 100 for just about any category on Amazon. So you can see literally the top 100 best-selling products on Amazon for any category. And so if you want to find good uh, product opportunities, uh, potential product opportunities that are selling really well, look at the top 100 in any big category. Uh, then I recommend you, if you find a product you're interested in, because if it's in the top 100 of a big category on Amazon, it's selling a ton. Search for that product. Um, a basic keyword you would look to find that, and I'll give you an example in a second. Search for that product on Amazon so you get all the different listings for that product of people that are kind of related to that keyword. And then use a tool. Um, we own a company called Zoof, Z-O-O-F.com. We have, I think, the best Chrome extension out of anybody. Uh, but feel free to check the other ones out. There's other tools out there that have Chrome extensions also. But the cool thing is, is when you search for the keyword on Amazon, then use the Zoof Chrome extension. And you can see all the sales data. You can see sales trends. You can see how individual products are doing. And then you can see if the monthly searches has been going up over the past few years. You can see the sales history for different products to see if that's been increasing or not. And so once you do that, you have an idea. Is like, is this a growing market or not? Because just because it's in the top 100 on Amazon doesn't mean it's actually a growing market. It could be something that's been there forever, could be declining. You don't really know. So you want to take that next step which is to search on Amazon and then use a tool such as Zoof uh, to find out if the thing's going up or down. And if there's a lot of people making money is another good sign. Last step, which is the first step of the previous episode to find out if you're in a good market, but it's the last step of this one, is to use Google Trends. So you take one of these opportunities that you found, either from finding people that are winning that you've heard, running ads, seen running ads, or you found it through the top 100 on Amazon, take one of those opportunities and then look at it in Google Trends, which is just google.com slash trends. Look at the past one year and the past five years to find out if that market, to validate, is it growing or shrinking? There's gonna be seasonality in there inevitably, but if you look over a year or especially five years, you'll be able to tell is the overall market growing or not. So to give you an example of how this works, um, I read the Wall Street Journal regularly, and so I'm constantly getting different news from different businesses, and I've been hearing over the past few years, which is how I shared this at the beginning of this episode, I, I pulled some of that data, but I've heard some of this going on over the past couple of years, so I'm constantly hearing about these skincare brands getting acquired, doing really well, growing like crazy. So then I'm like, okay, maybe skincare is a good place to be, and so... I literally Google Amazon bestsellers. And so I'm like, okay, let's see what products are doing well in that category. So I Google Amazon bestsellers. I click on that first link to go to that special Amazon page with all the best-selling products. Then I look on the left and there's a category called beauty and personal care. 
Um, I click on that to see the top 100 best selling products in that category because I'm like, okay, uh, beauty products, skincare products, they seem to be crushing it. Let me find out what's selling well in that category. So when I looked at it, the number three product that I saw was the Acne Pimple Patch product by a company that I believe actually ended up getting acquired called Mighty Patch. But the general type of product it is is an Acne Pimple Patch. So I see that as number three, which means that it's crushing it. And so then I search on Amazon for Acne Pimple Patches to see whatever, what other products show up for this. And then when I run the Zoof Chrome extension, I see that in from 2020 to today, the estimated monthly searches have grown by about 41%. That's at the top of the Google Chrome extension above all the products. So uh, over that time period, searches are up by about 40%, which is a good sign. And then I also can just notice from the sales trends charts for each product that sales are growing um, for about two-thirds of the products, which some products will be declining. You know, There's always products that are winning and not doing well within a certain category. But overall, I would say two-thirds are growing in sales. Another good sign. So I'm like, okay, this is looking pretty good. Acne pimple patch could be a good opportunity. Then I go check Google Trends. And if I look at acne pimple patches in Google Trends, the five-year and one-year are both growing very nicely. So I use this approach where I kind of am hearing ideas out in the market. I go look on Amazon to find out what products in skincare, that general category, seem to be doing well because the whole broader category of skincare seems to be doing well but how do i look at individual products in there like micro niches in there and then i I found this acne pimple patches product on amazon it's growing products are growing google trends is growing these are all great signs i mean i think this literally is a good product opportunity today if you were to go into it and so you can use this process to find new markets out there to enter that are growing like crazy and those could be good opportunities to launch new products so to give you kind of a recap First, keep your eyes and ears open for businesses that are winning. Just take notes as you kind of hear and see them to look up later, at least as a mental note for later. Uh, Then look at the Amazon bestsellers to find related products in that market that are doing well. Check your Amazon trends for that product to see if searches are going up, if products are doing well, if product sales are growing up. And then lastly, check Google trends to validate if searches in Google are also going up for that product. If you're able to take all these boxes, you've got a potentially great market that you could enter. So now that you know how to find a good market and how to tell if the market you want to enter is a good one. So before we start talking about finding the best products to sell within a market and how to tell if your products are positioned for success, there's really just one more topic related to this market category. Because if you remember from a couple episodes ago, I believe there are four main breakthrough barriers as I'm calling them that can help you dramatically accelerate an e-commerce business's growth. Barrier number one is the market. That's what we're talking about now. Barrier number two is merchandise or the products that you sell, which is what we're going to get into next after we wrap up this market category. Then barrier number three is all about the marketing. Is there something on the marketing side that's holding you back? And barrier number four, which we'll get into last, is what I call the manager or you, the person running the business. So right now, uh, in the next episode, we're going to wrap up the last piece of discussing the market, which is how to grab a larger share of a market that's not growing, and if that's even a good idea. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, If you want all these episodes in this um, basically 30-day series I'm doing on how to find a massive breakthrough in your e-commerce business, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform to The Matt Clark Show or subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you tomorrow.